Now, you all heard that Nudov just is having their 42nd birthday today. Can we just celebrate that again? Can we just give her all the glory and all the honor? It is phenomenal to see what God has done in this 42 years. And I do believe if New Life Church had to disappear off the face of the map tomorrow, I think we will have this, this just this hunger in our city for people to get to know Jesus Christ, come as they are to church. Now, if you look at this church, we don't look like a church when you come in. We don't dress like church people. We don't have really religiosity, but we do love the lost and we want them to have a, a, just a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I mean, that is what New Life Church is all about. Can we just celebrate what God has done in this year? As we kick off, or as we carry on in our series this week, as we kick off the message, I want to ask you something specifically. Have you ever started something with a lot of passion? Now, I'm not talking diets and those things. I'm talking maybe you, you want to start, you remodel your house and you see these beautiful things on TV and you start passionately seeking the colors and what wall you're going to break down. You're going to put in a swimming pool or, or maybe you at your business, you want to do something different or your children, you want to send them to a different school and you so passionate for education or so passionate for your children. But then down the line, or after a few months or a year, you start to lose that passion. Who has ever done that before? Let's just be all honest here. There's a lot of people who have no passion. Come to us afterwards in this church. We'll pray for you. We are all passionate people in this church. I am reminded a couple of years ago, I just had this fitness urge. The main reason why I had this fitness urge is because my son said in one December holiday, I look like a ball, the stomach. So I was like, that's it. I have an urge for fitness. So I started running and, 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 and I, I did research on how to run, what shoes you need to get, what watch, what is a heart rate, what is cardiovascular, I can't even say that properly, exercise. And I did a lot of passion on that. I had goals to run a 5K under 30 minutes. And when I achieved that, I wanted to do 10Ks under an hour. And then I achieved that. And I thought, okay, I'll do it 21.1. And if I do it under two hours, that is it. I'm very close to that. But then something happened to me. I got bored. So I'm like, okay, what's the next thing in fitness? Because I've lost weight, I want to keep it now. Then I discovered mountain biking. To my wife's discontent, because if you watch on YouTube, how people fall on mountain bikes. But I, then I got a mountain bike, and I looked at what is a good brand to start off with, and a cadence meter, and speed per kilometer, and the goal was to go 40Ks under two hours with an incline of 400 meters. The cyclists, you'll know what I'm talking about here today. And I had people like Arthur pushing me to Loscop Dam almost and back into Ultra City. And I was like, yes, I'm loving this. And then I, guess what? Got bored. And then I saw this opening at Mercury CrossFit a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, hmm, let me go see what it's all about. And guess what I discovered? CrossFit. And now I am CrossFitting. I, I, there's a few CrossFitters here apparently. And now I am CrossFitting and I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get bored. But now I'm doing everything in a good, healthy run, cycle, and crossfitting. And I got me thinking, because we read, we read this book as a staff, and Ryan spoke about it, of John Bevere. And I was like thinking, we do the same thing with our relationship with Jesus Christ. We get hungry. And then we get bored. And I am, want to speak a little bit about that today. Are you still hungry for God? And I want to give you a few ideas and a few steps and a few scenarios where you can get your hunger back. But I also want to speak a bit of truth into why I want to speak about not losing your hunger. You see, when I look at the church today, 
I think the church is in trouble. Not meaning New Life Church. I'm meaning the body of church. I've seen that we as a church has become indifferent. We don't, nothing excites us anymore. We are easily bored. We don't pursue God anymore per se, in, in, in the sense of being hungry for Him. And what I've seen is we are actually coming to a place where the world is, we all believe that this is the end times and Jesus is going to come. He's going to come, definitely, and we can see that the day is coming nearer. But we know it, but we don't do anything about it. And I want to chat a little bit about that. You know, James 4 verse 8 was a verse that kept on sticking out while the staff had their quiet time. We, we privilege, we, we break up the staff in a couple of small groups and every morning from 8 o'clock till half past 8, we do devotions and we read the book. And this verse, Russell and Elijah is with me, um, James 4 verse 8 just came out and it says this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, double-minded people. And the, the parts that jumped out, and I want to stay on this verse a little bit, the parts that jumped out for me is this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I'm thinking, yet I have been praying and we have been praying, Lord, I want to be closer to you, and we wait. We're actually praying it wrong. If I look at this verse, the, the second part, double-minded people, it means we're not sure if we're in or we're out. So here God says to me in James 4 verse 8, draw near to God, come closer to God, take a step closer to God, and guess what will happen? He will draw near to you. But now I see that double-minded part, and I'm thinking this is exactly where the church is at in 2022. We are not sure where we want to be. And I want to speak a little bit into that today, and I want to ask this today, and I, I want us to understand this, that we must be careful of becoming a church that's indifferent. Not New Life Church, the body of church, that we don't actually care anymore. You know, in this year, me and Ryan were very fortunate to go to see Francis Chan. Now, I was not thinking this is going to happen because there was nothing on social media. It was a small little page. I mean, this is Francis Chan. He's a renowned, great speaker from America. And I, I was like, Ryan, it's going to be video-based. Or he's just going to say hi from a video. It is not going to be Francis Chan. I mean, we're wasting our time. And thank the Lord for Ryan. Can I just be honest as a friend now? Because he pursued and said, we're going to go, we must go, we must go. So we climbed in his car, we got an Airbnb thing, and we went to see Francis Chan. We got to the field, and I was like, dude, it's like KFC, clubs, everything. And I was like, there's a few people, I was like, ah, you see, it's going to be a video. But to my amazement, yes, Francis Chan was there in real life, just to be honest now. But to my amazement, when my wife asked me, what did you learn from Francis Chan? I couldn't remember a single thing. Reason now it's not because my mind was slow. <laughs> yeah, let me just get to it. But what I saw there changed my attitude a bit and made me ask a few questions. You see, when the praise and worship was happening that first evening, I cannot believe how many young people were there praising and worshiping God. They didn't care how they look. They didn't care how they sounded. They didn't care if they were kneeling down or jumping out or whatever the case should be. They were there seeking the presence of God. Young people, I'm talking on that field. They even said, we found out that night on that field in Potschefstrom, if I'm not mistaken. It's a very small town. I think smaller than Whitbank. But in any case, in Potschefstrom. And then this field was renowned for people drinking 
for renowned for doing stuff that adults do. There's a children's service and it's online, so you can get what I'm trying to say. Doing drugs, they're passing out to the next morning. That very same field that we were standing on was used for other stuff. The clubs and the party places you could see around us. But here's young people standing and worshiping God, and they didn't want the music to stop. That poor worship team sang and sang and sang and sang. And I think we didn't even need Francis Chan or anybody else there. Why? Because people seeking God. And I came back to Woodbank. And when I was preparing this message, God just reminded me of that instantly. And I need to ask ourselves, where are we in our relationship with God? Why are we not hungry for the things of God anymore? Why are we not seeking him so intensely like I see these young people doing on a field that was meant for bad? God changed it for good. And I am going to wonder today, today, what are we eating? You know, Revelation 3, we see in the book of Revelation, Jesus sending letters to the church. And he was telling them, hey guys, you say I am rich, but what I am telling you is that you're poor and blind and naked. So Jesus was saying, yes, you think you're okay, but you're not. Because what you have done is you have taken earthly material stuff and situations and you put it in front of me. You've replaced it with me. And I have to think if this is a revelation, this is in the end times, God is warning us or telling us as a church, you need to get your hunger back for me. But what do we do? We are happy for a small devotional every morning. And let's be honest, we've all done this. The Bible app, we tick, 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 next day. Tick, 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 next day. Because if you do the Bible app, your Bible app, your pastors will see that so you will get your pastor sees that you've read it or not, and then you just tick it in case that has happening. And you're laughing because you know it's the truth. We are happy with a small five YouTube minute video about God. We are happy to pray just randomly for a few things. But as soon as the sermon gets above 20 minutes, we focus out. As soon as the praise and worship is longer than an hour, we start to sit down. And if, yes, I know this medical stuff and everything like that. But if you're young like me and we sit down and we just sit and we wait for the worship to be end, I need to ask you, where is your hunger for God? And this is serious stuff, guys, because this is a revelation. This is at the end times. Revelation 3 verse 20. I want to read this. It says, see, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will eat with him and he with me. I have to confess, I've understood this verse wrong for so many years of my life. This verse is not for non-believers. It is for Christians. It is for people who got saved. What Jesus was saying in this verse is say, hey, I am knocking. Are you hungry for me? Because the NLT version says it so nicely that I will share and Jesus will come and share a meal as friends. It means it's for us. It's not for the lost. It means Jesus is knocking at the door and he wants to have fellowship with you, community with you. He wants to share a meal with you. But what are you eating? Are you longing for that? And this is my first point today. In your spiritual relationship, what are you eating spiritually every day? Proverbs 27 verse 7 says this. A person who is full tramples on a honeycomb. But to a hungry person, any better thing is sweet. Have you ever given up coffee? Any of you? Come on, let's be honest. Okay, have you succeeded? Me neither. Have you given up chocolate? Ladies, I know you like chocolate. Dark chocolate, white chocolate, top dick, triple dick, whatever it is. 
Have you given up chocolate? How has it gone for you? Have you tried to not eat your, fo- your favorite fast food burger for more than two or three months? Have you tried to take meat out and become a vegetarian? Ooh. Ouch. But you see what is happening is we, not re- we replace God with some five minute, ten minute worldly things and we think that will satisfy our soul. But God says, hey, I have the good stuff for you. I have something that will nourish your soul. But what do we do? We sit with worldly stuff. You know, let me give you an example. If you watch pornography today, then you hope your husband and your wife will do the same things as that videos that you are doing. But then it's not happening and you start disliking your wife because she cannot perform like a video. If you are watching these reality shows, oh my goodness, or a Pretor- real, real Housewives of Pretoria. We watch it. It's a big deal in South Africa. Why? Because we want to be like them. We see the houses and the cars and the going out and we spend so much time trying to be something like that. We watch reality shows below deck where they go on this cruise liner or this yacht and they're having a great time. Guys, it's all staged for you to fall for it because the world wants to sell you something that is not the truth. If you watch something like that, you will become something like that. I am worried that the world has come so easily and make us move away from God. I mean, we all said this before. I am going to binge on this series this weekend. You know the word binge. Do you know what it means? Let me read it for you. It's a period of excessive indulgence in an activity, especially eating, drinking, or taking drugs. The word I want to look at is excessive indulgence. So when you are telling your friend or your, your I'm going to go binge watch on the real Pretorius of, real housewives of Pretoria, you're actually going to do something excessive. And we don't even bat an eye of this. You know, I had to ask myself the question, how did we lose the plot? How did we take a word like binge and make it a positive word? How did we not fall for the series that's coming up and we can spend hours and hours watching something, but we don't spend hours and hours in the Bible? If I go to your phone or your tablet now and I say, hey, show me your history of your hours, what you've been watching. We'll tell you Facebook three hours, Instagram two hours, Bible app 10 minutes. I don't know what it is for some of us. If I come to you now, where was your most time spent on your phone? What are you streaming the most? I think it has happened like this, and I want to maybe use this analogy with TV, all right? You know, we, we, TV started off, and then all of a sudden, we would see these ladies in bikinis, all of a sudden, men, and we would say, oh, I'm, not, I'm watching Baywatch for the storyline, but actually, we're watching Pamela Anderson running on the beach, and you laugh because that's how it starts, and then that's not good enough anymore. The ratings didn't go as high, so what happens next? They start using swearing in the movies, in the series, in, in everything else. And we're like, oh, that's okay. Emnet's got a little thing, the code that it cuts out the swear words. We're like, that's okay. As Christians, we don't make a fuss. But now this doesn't work. So they say, okay, let's bring full nude scenes into the movies and to the storylines. And now we, we have this ETV 12 o'clock scenario. And we watch these things, Scalam and on soft and so forth. And we're like, I can handle this. I'm okay. I'll ask for repentance later. But then that didn't work. Now we have full-on sex scenes, naked men, naked women, and they, the whole story is combined on that. And we still don't make a scene. 
Now our Sunday night movies, there's the Bible. We're supposed to be there. God is immovable. We move away from God. Now we're sitting here, the 8 o'clock Mnet movie, for instance, and I'm not slating anything like that, but what I'm saying is we allow our children to watch these movies with us because it's the 8 o'clock family movie. When lost did you see an 8 o'clock family movie that doesn't swear, doesn't have pornography, doesn't have anything like that? Let's be honest. And then what happens is Buzz Lightyear comes out and parents, we want to freak out because they have these scenes as a children's story. And I want to ask you as parents and myself, where were we when all of this is happening? But now we want to make a scene. Where were you year or year or year or year? I know it's hard to hear that today. I'm the same boat. I'm not exempt from this. We take shortcuts. We think that our relationship with God can become second or third or fourth. And we tricked into something that is not the truth anymore. But I'm glad there's hope. I'm glad that we can close this chasm. But it's not God drawing near to you. It is you drawing near to him. And you need to make the decisions, the hard decisions to follow him. It means that you start, stop watching certain Netflix series or watching certain things in, on, on TV. It means certain songs you have to cut out of your vocabulary because some of the songs you know off by head when the tune starts. You know, you know what I found interesting in my own life? I was a big Linkin Park fan. Any Linkin, well, maybe don't say it now. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> but I was always angry and depressed. You know why? Did you listen to Linkin Park's music? I know every word of that still today in my subconscious is there. When I stopped listening to it, guess what happened? I became less depressed. I'm still a little bit angry sometimes, but not as much anymore. But your music you listen to makes a difference and has real life implications. Can I give you an example? In 2013, Katy Perry bring out, brought out a song called Dark Horse. Anybody remember it? It was the number one song in 2014, the best video single, the best female artist. It won a bunch of awards. Now, we all know the song. We can, the older generation, you can put that song in your mind. But then all of a sudden in 2022, the song got a whole new meaning onto it. Because all of a sudden, the song is not so nice to sing anymore. Because there's a part of that song where it says, I will eat your, she will eat your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. You can remember that song. It plays in your head. And the reason why it's now different is because there's a series called Dahmer that came out. And now all of a sudden when you sing about somebody eating somebody's heart, you are reminded that it's actually somebody's son who got killed by a serial killer and his heart got eaten. Can you imagine singing that out loud? We live in a world where serial killers are now the Jeffrey Dahmer types, the dead Bundy types. Every serial killer is famous. And you're watching it. Let's talk about Jeffrey Dahmer quickly. The Dahmer series came out in 2022, this year. Did you know that in the first two weeks, it streamed 33 million hours on Netflix? So I have to ask you today, what are you feeding yourself on? Are you spending time in Netflix binge watching? Are you binging chocolates? Are you binging social media? I've said enough about social media and all my other sermons and so forth. But are you binging stuff that is not from God? How are you spending your time? Matthew 6 verse 31 to 33 says, Do not worry about saying what we will eat or what we will drink or what we will wear. It says this, For the idolaters eagerly seek all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. This verse, verse 33, has no new meaning for me today. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be given, or, will, or these things will be provided to you. 
Swap your Netflix diet for something called Truth TV. It's wholesome Christian movies that you don't have to worry what your kids are watching. Swap your, your music a little bit around. Uh, maybe t- if you're on Spotify, has this thing where you can just mute the, the swear words in, in, in the songs or takes the, the, the swear words out of this or takes the songs out of that's got swear words in it. Or go even further, get some Christian music. Uh, uh, Maverick City is good. For the rockers, we got Skillet. For pop, we got Toby Mac and the Live City. For rap, there's Lecrae, Tadashi, NF. There's so much better music that you can listen to that doesn't have to eat out our heart like Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. You can Google actually this. It's so easy to get the right information these days. But you need to seek his kingdom first. So some of you have to go to Netflix and start deleting the series you've been watching. Or start stopping the series that you are watching. Some of you must stop looking at real housewives. They're not real housewives. All right? They're not. I know real housewives. But see God. It means to be at church. I firmly believe if you can watch six hours of Netflix, you can spend more hours in the Word, watching all the movies. And I know it's easy to say, it's going to be difficult to apply, but it makes a difference. If me can stop listening to Linkin Park and stops making me feel angry or intense, then it can do the same thing for you. Brings me to my next point. How often do you eat? How often? I get this a lot. Louis, I'm busy. Louis, I cannot make it this weekend. Louis, the excuses are there. And some of them are legit. Some of us do go away on holidays and weekends. And as far as possible, if you're in Whitbank, be at church. And as far as possible, if you have internet connectivity, be online. But if you, can you imagine if you only ate now at 9.30 till 11 and only ate next week Sunday again? What would your body do? Come, where's the doctors? What, what would happen to you? You would die. What would happen outside? <laughs> I hope not. You will die. If you only eat once every two second or third week uh, food, what would happen? You won't survive it. You see, if you, what happens in our spiritual life is we think if we come on Sunday and we listen for an hour and a half, we're good for the week. But you're only feeding once. And then what happens is when you go out here, life comes, trouble comes, situations come, and, and you're not ready for it. And I'm thinking, okay, cool, we are busy, I get that, but we've made so many avenues available, for instance, at our church, and there's an online community that you can spend more time with God. There's circles that meet once a week. There's courses that meet once a week. I'm not saying be here every day. You'll be here more than I am and Ryan is. But what I'm saying is we need to change our attitude that church on a Sunday is the only thing that's going to feed us. It is not. It's a good starting point. You know, when you get hungry, your body gets louder. It starts to cramp. It starts to crave. Some of you become hangry. You change personalities immediately. You know what happens to your spirit? It becomes quiet. All of a sudden, the Bible doesn't interest you anymore. All of a sudden, the verses doesn't make sense. All of a sudden, you feel your prayers are going up to the ceiling and it doesn't go anywhere. And the reason that is happening is because your spirit becomes quiet. And the longer you are away from God, the more quieter it gets. But I love Jesus. And the reason why I love Jesus is this. is because when I look at him, he always provides us an opportunity to come back to him. To move with him. To spend time with him. Psalm 105 verse 1 to 4 is now one of my favorite verses going forward. Because it just wraps up in a nutshell on our hunger. It says this. Give thanks to Yahweh. Call on his name. Proclaim his deeds amongst the people. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell about all his wonderful works. Honor Honor, honor his holy name. 
Let the hearts of those who seek Yahweh rejoice. Search for the Lord and for His strength. And I love this last part. Seek His face always. Honor His name. Sing His praise. Tell people about the good news. But also seek His face always. We have to come to a place where our spiritual habits are more important than our physical habits. It means that we start, and I'm not saying go live in a monastery and cut yourself off internet. Please don't. I, I love sharing uh, on, on social media and share verses and my journey with everything else and my family. I like to do that. But what I am saying is, is what do you spend your time with on? How much do you do that? We cannot live on Sundays only. We have to have a good quiet time, a good devotional time every day. And if you're not sure how to do it, come ask any of the pastoral staff or join us on Faith 100 where we do speak about that. But it's important that we get away from this five-minute quick meals and spend some decent time in the Word, some decent time in Bible study, some decent time seeking the presence of God. You seek Him, not the other way around. Once again, He's immovable. You can get closer to Him. That's what's supposed to happen. Brings me to my last point. Do not forsake to eat together. Can I be honest here? Can I really be honest here? Some of you are like, no. Can I be honest here? Let's, let's, let's start with eating together. Let's talk about Sundays. You know what happens to churches right around South Africa? All the little bit of the info that I have. You know what happens on pay weekend in churches? People don't come to church. Why? It's payday. And God provided that pay for you, by the way. But we will go to the malls and we won't even bother to look at the sermon online a little bit later. We, we have our family time here. And I'm thinking, first come to church just an hour and a half and then go to the mall. Am I right? I have people coming to me for advice and they will come to me and say, Louis, I don't know how to grow more. I feel stuck in my growth. I feel like my prayers is not being answered. And I always tend to ask, how's your church attendance to start off with? I come every other Sunday. I'm not part of a circle. I've never done a course here at New Life Church. I've never slotted into a serving community and I'm thinking that's the problem right there. It's because you moved away from God and hoping things will get better. You have to move. You have to change, not God. So I want to ask you, how are you eating together? Are you taking church seriously? I'm talking about the Sunday gathering, the ecclesia. I'm talking about that. Do you take it seriously? Do you plan your life around church or do you plan church around your life? Because if you start with that swap, I can guarantee you will much be a much better life for you. How do you grow? I also want to challenge those that's been in the church for many years and feels that they not sometimes get more growth out of church. I'm not talking new life church. I'm talking, I've seen these questions on so many questionnaires and so forth. I want to challenge you. It's time for you to feed somebody else. You know, we're looking for circle leaders. You are so equipped to be a circle leader. You don't have to be great at speaking. I'm not great at speaking. I'm still trying my best. But God has equipped you to feed others. So you're done being the the person eating at the restaurant. It's time for you to be the chef and feed others. Now Hebrews 10 verse 25 says it so nicely in the Amplified Bible. It says this, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction as the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return. Isn't it beautiful the way the Amplified says it? We know Jesus is coming back. We see the urgency. We feel the urgency. But what are we doing? Jesus was very intent in Revelation that if you be too, rather be hot or cold, but don't be in between. Don't be indifferent. Choose where you want to be. 
And I'm thinking here, guys, come on. It's, we speak about end times. We hear the end times. But what are we doing to draw closer to God? What are we doing to come together as church? Oh, I have an exam tomorrow, but my circle is happening tonight. Let me study a little bit different. Hey, uh, 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 it's Tuesday evening. It's encounter this coming Tuesday evening. Oh, I have so much happening on Wednesday morning, but you plan around encounter. Tuesday night's encounter, perfect time to just come draw near to God in praise, in worship, in honoring Him. Church, what are you eating? How often do you eat? And to be totally honest, to be the hope of this world and to show the next generation, it's time for us to prioritize gathering and eating healthy before everything else. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for each and every person here today. Lord, I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you that you always want us to be close to you. Lord, I pray that some people already, Holy Spirit, that you've moved them to change certain ways and certain areas of their lives. Lord, I pray that we won't become like the world, the five-minute drive-through scenario, but that we will spend wholesome time with you. Lord, I pray where we speak to people, uh, where you're speaking to people right now, that there's some changes that need to happen. Lord, and I know it's difficult because the enemy shouts loud and very loud at this moment, and we come against that in Jesus' name. Give us a clear head, give us focus for what is good for you. Lord, I pray for every surname that's represented here in the minor hall, uh, online today. Lord, I pray that we will hunger for you and not for the world anymore. Lord, I thank you that you never give up on us. I thank you that you, you look at us and you know there's still a hope and a, a life for us. And I pray that we will come with repentance to you today. Lord, I, I'm standing here today also as a sinner, and I'm asking you to forgive me for where I have done certain things or watched certain things or listened to things or, or not do what you wanted me to do. May I become more obedient to your word. Lord, I am reminded of Revelation 3 where you're knocking at the door. I pray as, as fellow Christians that we will open up this door and that we will have a meal with you. Lord, I come against all judgment and feeling ashamed or whatever the case right now, and I break those chains in Jesus' name. But Lord, I do pray that we will take this seriously, that we will walk out these doors and we will start taking certain parts of our lives and start changing it closer to you, closer to you. Lord, I pray that you will become a priority first and our lives second. Because at the end of the day, that's all that's going to matter. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.